Today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Canary. The bird has landed on beautiful Bainbridge Island, conveniently located at 499 Madison Avenue. ASE Master Technician Clint Ramsey brings over 15 years of experience, award-winning diagnostic skill, and a desire to reinvent the automotive repair experience. Schedule an appointment online at bluecanary.biz or call them today at 206 206- Four five one four two two zero. I got something for your mind, body, and soul. I got something for your mind, body, and soul. The helper, the all forgiving, the all merciful.
Oh my God, that was so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with me. What's cracking, podcast, Phil? You found the Bystander Podcast. Thank you to Blue Canary and Tideland Magazine, as well as Sound Reaper Graphics, for sponsoring the show. You can also show your support through Patreon. Um, today, I am very blessed and honored to have two incredible guests um, that I'm just amazed that I could come across on this beautiful island of Bainbridge Island. Li Shen, the high priestess and the mystic voice, as well as her son, Sarir. How are you two doing? Oh, we are very well. Thank you. We are very happy to be here. How are you doing? I'm happy too. Yes. You guys are two very creative individuals that are family that have come together for one to play a little bit of music for us today. And I really appreciate your time. Um, tell me a little bit of your story is incredible. Um, tell me how it all started when you were in school in China. Well, I actually started when I was uh, when I was born. <laughs> My mother says that I uh, I sang before I spoke, mm. so I was always like a singing child. But I didn't like to sing just like ordinary songs. So um, when I was in Stanford, when I was twenty three years old. I came to America and was studying in Stanford. And then I came across this uh, Persian chanting and Sufi chanting. And when I heard it, I said, oh, my God, this is, I found what I wanted to sing because I was so moved. I was moved to tears. And then I learned the Persian singing. I, I learned Persian poetry. I learned Persian chanting. And I started, like, in a few weeks, I started chanting in Persian. And, um. And you so, had never chanted before? I've never chanted before. I sang. But the chanting mm -hmm. is different from the singing. And how's it tie into meditation? Well, you know, the Sufi chanting is really a way of connecting you with the divine, um, you know, the Sufi dance and the Sufi chanting is all um, like when you are chanting, you, you go into this very deep meditative space and you become lost and you're becoming like intoxicated by the wine of love of the beloved because that is the eternal theme. That the theme uh, is the love between the lover and the beloved. So you've been on this journey for quite some time. Yes. Uh, since I was, you know, like when I discovered this world, and then I went to India, then I learned the Indian chanting. And also because I came from China, we have the, you know, tradition of the Taoist and um, the Buddhist, you know, chanting, and the Tibetan, and a lot of, you know, uh, Chinese drama, you know, is also quite, you know, similar to the chanting. And then in my travels around the world, I keep adding, you know, learning and connecting to the different traditions. So you travel around and chant at sacred places all over the world, correct? Yes, yeah. And how long have you been in America, um, this uh, last trip? Well, um, just a few months now. Um, I was here, I did my graduate studies in Stanford. Um, then I decided to go back to China in 1992, um, when China was just opening up to the world. So I decided to go back to China to be a contributor and to be a bridge between China and the Western countries and China and the Middle East. Um, actually, I was uh, in business, you know, for quite some years, like 15 years. Mm. And I did not 
So when I went back to China, I did not uh, follow my heart uh, or my passion in uh, music and chanting. I well, I was singing for my friends, for my children, but I did not start really developing uh, my career as a musician until I was forty. Until that, that was a few years ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, until actually 10, 15, 15 years ago. Yeah. And Sarir, when did you jump in the musical bandwagon here with your mom? Um, so, um, well, I come from a musical family. So as you know, my mom here, she likes singing. She chants, um, as you heard earlier, spiritual music and, um, um, and um, I have I have three three siblings too. They're also musical. Um, so I'm the youngest one in the family, and um, um, music has been a big part in my life growing up. Um, so I feel like you know it has been with me since I was born. Um, and to be honest, I feel like you know all of us have some music in us. So I feel like, um, it's not just my, my, um, journey with music. That's, um, ah, my, 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 my mind is like way too ahead of my words, but (laughs) you know, music, music is, it's such a, you know, such a, for me, it's something profound. So sometimes words cannot describe what music is. Um, fair enough. Yeah. But, uh, specifically, like my my main instrument is the guitar, so I started that seven years ago. And what else do you play? Um, I also play a bit of piano. I play. Um, there are some a lot of random traditional instruments that I also tried. Um, maybe I can expand um, um, the, the listeners' taste on some of um, the. The instruments. Um, so in China, when I grew up, where I grew up, um, there are some traditional instruments called. There's one instrument called the guqing, which is a. Uh, um, have you heard of Have you heard of it? No, I have not. This is the guqing. Is a. It's a plucked instrument. Um, you set it on a table, and it has it has seven strings. So it's like a board. Mm-hmm. You put it on the table horizontally and you have seven strings and you plug the strings with your right hand and you use your left hand to slide to press on the um press on you know the positions mm-hmm. and that's the meditation that's like a one of the main instruments of meditation since ancient times of China so if you know Confucius you know those sages Lao Tzu they they all they all used to play that instrument as a way of meditate meditating. Lishan, mm-hmm. how how deep have you gotten spiritually into learning about all the different um, spiritual powers? Mm, I, I'm not sure I understand like exactly what like is Confucius. Your... You know, your okay. son just brought up Confucius. Uh-huh. Have you studied Confucius and others? Similar? Yes, yes. Um, I am a really a lover of truth and beauty, and um, especially, you know, I'm always seeking um, that writings that contains the profound truth and to answer the mystery of life. So I, I read, you know, I read Confucius, I read Lao Tzu, you know, Lao Tzu is my favorite, uh, Dao De Jing, that has been my favorite, uh, all life. And I read Bhagavad Gita and also Buddhist writings, Christian, Islam, Baha'i faith, Baha'i teachings, and, uh, also, uh, the Native American. So I read a lot, like, you know, the myth and legend also of many indigenous uh, cultures. They, um, 
I'm just attracted by those stories and the poetry, and mm. the the those words. You know, as musicians, we all have uh, inspiration. Like we need muse, like to inspire our creation. So I find I get my inspiration from these sacred writings, uh, this beautiful poetry, and and the myth and legend. You know, they become my source of inspiration, and the raw material that you know that. I work on, and then also another inspiration is the world music as I travel.、Uh, I work with musicians of different cultures, and、mm-hmm. so this rich diversity of the human family, really, you know, the cultures, the differences, and how you each culture express has unique expression is so beautiful. Yes. Your voice is lovely, very lovely.、Um, so, tell me some of the sacred places around the world that you've sang at.、Um, for example, Israel. I've been to Israel a lot,、mm. uh, and Israel. I've been to many places in Israel, and then China. There are many sacred places, and Europe, some sacred grounds, and.、Uh, Korea and Peru.、Yeah. So, what makes a sacred ground?、Uh, I think you know if if we really want to go to like philosophically, everywhere is sacred. But then, when we when I say that sacred grounds, I mean like a place that where、um, like sages have walked there. For example, in Israel, like Christ, where Jesus has walked upon, or in China, there are also、uh, sages. They have like the burial ground. For example, my hometown is a sacred ground because the founder of the Chinese civilization, who was uh, uh, the father of herbal medicine, the father of Agriculture, Agriculture、yeah. yes, and music and commerce. He was buried in my home in my hometown five thousand six hundred years ago, so that makes it a sacred ground. <laughs> so I grew up there. Very much so. Yes. When was the last time you were there? Oh,、uh, that was、uh, two years ago, before the COVID.、Mm. Right before the COVID. How how do you see China changing in your lifetime? I see China. I think my generation has seen the biggest change in China's history. It, you know, the when I was growing up, when I was a child, China's countryside was still like thousands of years ago. That lifestyle had not changed, but in a matter of forty years now, all is gone. How so?、Uh, Because、uh, when China opened up to the world, like after Mao Zedong died, Deng Xiaoping came to power in 1977, and then he started the reform in China, and then a lot of、uh, economic reform. Okay, so then brought a lot of technology investment and into China. So then China became, you know.、Uh, Began this very rapid economic development, and this has brought, of course, you know, at,、uh, benefits, but also has brought environmental disasters and also culture. You know, really a lot of, of course, you know, the cultural tradition was、uh, China has gone through one hundred years of cutting the cutting the root of the traditional Chinese culture. They say in order to to build a new culture, you have to get rid of the old culture. So, so China went through that since last century, like nineteen eleven.、Um, so there's a lot of changes, but the landscape change, I would think. I would say, happened in the last forty years. Where's the most beautiful place that you've been? 
You mean China or where in the world? Anywhere in the world. I cannot say the most beautiful because I see like many places. I see it's beautiful. Have、I、you been to New Zealand?、It. That's what I always think is the most beautiful place、uh, that I've been to. Lord、no. of the Rings was shot there, right? So, <laughs> gotta be. <laughs> no, I have not been to New Zealand, but there's a place where the,、uh, I think it was、uh, Avatar was shot in China in、uh, in my hometown.、Mm. <laughs> That's very beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about the、um, rock formations? Yeah, that part. Right. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes, it's, it's in, just a fan, like a fantasy land. Yeah, the place is in Hunan, the Hunan、yeah. province, province. Yeah, and it's called Zhangjiajie.、Mm. I don't know if you can、um, remember the Chinese name, but、um, if you have the time, you can search it up. It's very beautiful. It's、yeah. a lot of. It's basically rock formations that's just standing up like.、Um, At least a thousand feet tall, just、mm. a thousand feet, a thousand meters. I think no, a thousand feet, right? I don't right. know. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. go. It could be、feet. taller than that.、Yeah. I'm not、It's、a very expert. Very tall. At, yeah. Yes. So th- you have a bunch of rock formation that's that just look like poles standing up. It's not a bunch. It's like hundreds of them. Right, hundreds right. of them. Right. So send me a picture later. To, to <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will put it there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When we were having lunch the other day.、Um, The way you describe the beauty and things that you f- find on this earth, like the reflection in a raindrop, I think was the story that you were telling me.、Mm-hmm. It's an amazing way of seeing things.、Um, I tried to be mindful of my surroundings and you know, take a deep breath and look up, look down, look all around, be still, enjoy the sounds of the the birds, the water crashing up on the beach.、Um, The limbs in the forest breaking and and such.、Um, you have an incredible way of describing the things that you see on this journey. Now, is your journey ever going to be complete? I don't think so. I think we came to this earth. You know, it's a journey, and this journey just continues until we leave this earth.、Mm. So,、uh, when you said that. Where are the most beautiful places I have been? I, I want to say that、uh, Jeju Island and Bainbridge Island. <laughs> <laughs> Jeju Island is where I came from. The last five years I was there.、Uh, it's in South Korea. It's between China, Korea, and Japan. And now I'm in Bainbridge and. The energy reminds me. Actually, the energy of Bainbridge Island reminds me of the energy of Jeju Island. I think the island have some similar energy.、Mm-hmm. The land has a lot to offer. Right.、Yeah. It's、uh, you know. It's、uh, I think it's because the body of water surrounding the land, surrounding、mm-hmm. the island. So when you when I come from Seattle to Bainbridge, like on the ferry. I feel I'm going through a purification process. Oh, that's well said. Well said. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. I have no tolerance for people to complain about the ferry at all. <laughs> like you wait long enough, another one will come. And if you're in that much of a hurry, maybe you shouldn't live on a, an island. Oh, I think that you know they should have this feeling of they are going to like a pilgrim pilgrimage. You know,、yeah. I, every time I come from Seattle to Bainbridge, I do feel that I am coming to a pilgrimage because this is a holy ground. This is where the burial ground of the Chief Seattle, and this used to be the secret. I think the secret ceremonial land for the Native Americans, Squamish tribe. Yes,、yeah. yeah, Squamish tribe, and maybe, maybe even other tribes say. So when I came here, I feel I can. I feel this.、Um, it's very special. The energy here is very special. It's sacred. Yeah, a lot of history here. You know. Wow,、um, you're heading out to Germany to do a concert. Is that what I hear? Um, not exactly a、uh, concert. It's a theater play. What、It's、does that mean? Theater, a、oh, theater, a theater and, play. Yeah, theater and musical. 
Gotcha. Uh, it's not a concert. So I'm working with some uh, young theater artists in Germany and musicians. And um, how'd you get connected with them? Ah, that's a story like it goes back to 2018. I was invited to be uh, the lead singer uh, for the new healing festival, the opening ceremony and the closing ceremony. And I was there for a week. Um, I met many wonderful creators and musicians and artists from Germany and all over Europe. And then I met this uh, one uh, German theater artist. And so we kept our connection. And then recently he said, okay, Li Xing, I want to invite you on the Let's do something together. Let's create this. Um, it is a mystical work that both of us are very, uh, we, we love it. You know, we have the same, uh, you know, being attracted by it. It's called the Seven Valleys. Um, so we decided that, you know, we will make it, we will turn it into a production that he will use a theater, uh, drama, you know, the arts. Mm -hmm. Then I will be the mystic nightingale singing <laughs> in this, uh, in this play. And then my son also, I invited him to be, uh, in this production and he will be the main musician in it, playing multiple instruments. I, I'm not sure about the main musician part, but I will be one of the musicians. <laughs> well, like you said, it's all a collaboration of one, right? Mm. You know, I don't know. You phrased it a lot better than I did right there. But uh, yeah, I it, don't particularly remember what I said earlier. But yeah. Uh, well, what did he say earlier? He was saying um, you're not two separate people. You, when you play together, you are one. Yeah. You were How did he that, say it? He yeah, said it elegant, yeah, eloquently. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't remember. I, I can't say the same thing twice, but I think the idea was when you are – um, especially if you want to create music that's spiritual, you have to you have to forget about the self, the ego, you know. And some people call it collective consciousness. You want to tap into that, um, but um, what I feel is that the music really just transports us into another state. That um, our physical bodies are not we're not two separate conscious beings where one consciousness so it applies to any musician that's um that's really connecting with each other that um i feel like that is the um one of the ultimate state stages of musical collaboration yeah and you're only 19 right yeah you're a wise kid. <laughs> wise kid. Do you want to play some of my music? Just like, you know, I, because I want to share with the audience. Oh, yeah. for sure.
God, that was so beautiful. What was that called? Uh, it's face to face. Um, it's in Persian or Farsi. Uh, this is actually, I wanted to, you know, this song is especially for the sisters, you know, my dear sisters and brothers in Iran. You know, what now is happening in Iran? Um, you know, it's a revolution that is happening. It's an uprising for sure. Yeah. Long and overdue. This, right. And it started with the women. And this song actually was written by a poetess who, 200 years ago, who took off her veil. She was the first woman who took off the veil from, you know, like in public. And then she was, you know, she was strangled to death. She's a... Uh, poetess and her name is Tahere and the song that you just played is from her poem it's called Face to Face it describes her love for her beloved and it's, uh, it's a beautiful poem it says if I ever meet you face to face eye to eye I shall recount the sorrows of love that's beautiful. Yeah. Can we play another? Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk more about face to face? Not really. I think, you know, the song speaks for itself. And um, I want this song to be uh, like my tribute to what is happening in Iran. And as a support for the women, for the sisters, that for their uh, fight for freedom. Well, I'm going to put it on my playlist. I'm going to listen to it often. It's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, you got me emotional here a little bit. Um, this is just incredible that you can chant and multiple languages and that you've traveled so much. I think traveling is, is so important, especially as a young man, you know, you need to get out there and see that there's so many people that are different, but yet 
we're still alike and have commonalities. And then the terrain, whether it be in an island or a desert, you know, there's there's beauty in all of that. And getting out to see it is uh, a real blessing. Um, your journey, do you often find answers to questions you seek? Um, usually, yes, I find answers to questions, but some answers do not come immediately. No. They may take like a long time. And then when you think that you have found the answer, but after some time you find, okay, well, it seems that there are new questions or the answer that you found at that time, it feels like now is not the answer anymore. So you just keep seeking and seeking. <laughs> Does that frustrate you? Um, or is that part of the journey that excites you? I think it's both frustration and excitement because um, when you, with the frustration, it's also a pushing force that, you know, you seek, you know, deeper, deeper or wider or out of what is already um, the, the existing terrain that, you know, you want to go venture into. I find that whenever I'm frustrated, then it becomes a motivating force actually for me. You dive in go, further yeah. and yes, look for further, a deeper, deeper answer. Deeper or higher or wider, right? Yes. Yeah, I got you. All right, let's play this uh, journey home, and then you can tell me a little bit about it, okay? Okay.
Now, what language was that in? Oh, that was in Sanskrit. What is that? Well, Sanskrit is an ancient language that was spoken. It was called the language of the gods, a divine language. It was spoken in India by the priest class. It's not spoken anymore, but the priest class. Yeah, priest. Like okay. It's a, a scripture, you know, scripture language. Nobody really speaks you know, that language anymore, but you can still like the meaning of the Vedic scriptures was revealed in、uh, Sanskrit. So, like Bhagavad Gita. You know that's my favorite is in Sanskrit, and many of the Buddhist scriptures、uh, was revealed in、um, in Sanskrit was written in Sanskrit. So I learned Sanskrit. It's my favorite language. Is I call it the language of divinity and sweetness.、Mm. So how many languages are you fluent in? Uh, speaking not that many. Speaking, I'm fluent in three languages: Persian, Chinese, and English. But I chant in seven languages. I chant in、uh, Sanskrit, Persian, Arabic, Hebrew, and Chinese, English, and Korean. Now I'm learning some more. <laughs> yeah, what's the next one? The next one probably German because I'm going to Germany. I'm working、oh. on this production, and my、uh, collaborator in Germany wants me to、uh, see whether I want to chant in Persian or in German. I said, you know, original. You know, the seven seven values is a mystical work by Bahá'u'lláh, and、uh, it's revealed in Persian. So originally, I was thinking. I should chant in Persian because it's a very sweet language,、uh, very mystical. But then, when I heard my collaborator, his、um, oration or narration in German, I said, "Wow, it's so beautiful! Maybe I should learn also German to in order to chant in German." But we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta pick a country. Where where do I want to visit? I think Sweden. Let me learn. <laughs> oh no 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 Swedish. No 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 no. I'm not no? doing that. I'm not going to try that one. <laughs> that,、okay. That's too hard for me. <laughs> pick another one. <laughs>、yeah. Hey, well, I appreciate you guys coming in today and taking the time to introduce myself and Podcastville. What you do, which is incredible. You're both very grounded, incredible people, and、uh, very thankful I've met you. Well, thank you for inviting us here. We feel honored to be here. Well, I appreciate you saying that.、Um, you guys be so kind to play some live music, play the play the end of the podcast out for us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, great. Okay. <laughs> You've been listening to Bystander. Be kind.
道是错，道之为无，为荒。心。